Oh, yeah. You can remain standing for a moment. Let's just lift our hands. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're so absolutely in love with you. Jesus met a woman at a well, and she had a few theological questions for him. She said, you know, they say we're to worship in this mountain, and they say we're to worship in this mountain. What do you say? And he said, well, there's coming a day, and now is, when those who will worship will worship in spirit and in truth. I wonder what that looks like, you know? One thing's for certain, I've dwelt on that a lot, and to worship in spirit, what's happening inside of you? You know, we've been indoctrinated by the world, and, you know, to keep ourselves controlled and poised, and, but you know, worship is messy. <laughs> Revival is messy. Come on. <laughs> Revival is messy. People that shift atmospheres are like the lady with the alabaster box. She just went in and broke it. You know, when you, when you, when you break the box and there's oil in it, it gets messy. It gets everywhere. But one thing's for certain is when she left, she smelled like him and he smelled like her. You know, I think that's what we want tonight. Yeah. Just take a moment. No music. No, I'm, I'm all for music. I'm a musician. No sound. Just your sound. What's happening inside of you right now? And in truth, let it pour out. What could happen, man? Oh, my gosh. The wind of heaven just came and started breathing through you, playing you like an instrument. Right now, just for a few moments. I know it's real vulnerable in here, and, and really the, the atmosphere is so weighty with glory. You know, sometimes people get really nervous with that, but I, I love, I live there, man. I live there. Right now, just what's happening inside of you, just let it flow out. Right now, I encourage you. Yeah, yeah, let it flow, let it flow. We give you full permission. We came here to encounter heaven. We didn't come here with any agenda. We didn't come here with, we just want Jesus, you know. And worship is a response. So right now, just respond. Just respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it flow. Let it flow, my friends. Let it flow, my friends. Let it flow, my friends. Holy, 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 holy. Yeah, 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 brande de de si. Hallelujah. Holy, and I'm brande. Let the angels sing. We join, we join the heavenly host. Yeah, 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 you are beautiful. Give you permission, just let it out. If you're laughing, just laugh. If you're screaming, scream. If you're crying, I'm telling you, just respond. Just respond. Just respond to Jesus. Oh, 
Just respond, just respond to Him. Just respond, just respond. Sebronde haya, haya. Oh, oh, and I'm branded Holy, holy. Come on, yeah, just let it go. Just respond. What if you want to run to the altar? Run to the altar. We're, we just want heaven. Come on. We just want heaven. We just want Jesus. I'm burning, man. I'm burning. I'll tell you what, I'm burning. Yeah. Whatever it looks like for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just respond, just respond, just respond, just respond. So Jesus, you are beautiful. Holy, holy are you, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. How far do you want to go? How deep do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Holy. Rivers, 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 rivers. Everywhere the living water goes, it brings life. <laughs> yeah, the river runs. Holy. <laughs> Just let it out. Let it a little bit louder. Come on. A little bit louder. A little bit louder. Come on. Just lose yourself. Lose yourself. He's here. We just have to recognize and step in. Yeah. We don't have to beg him to come. We don't have to. He's he's just here. He's just. Yeah. can sit down, whatever. I want to read something to you I wrote recently. Read this over you and we'll see what Jesus is thinking and what he's feeling. First of all, I just want to say 
How can I really thank you? You're a part of this miracle. Pastor, you stood by me the whole time. He'd send me messages and scriptures. How can I really thank you all? I'm alive today because of you. My wife would say, my wife's watching, hey, hello, my beauty. She'd say, I feel like we're crowd surfing on the prayers of the church, you know. I like the crowd surf. I want to read something to you. It's madness, really. My obsession is for you to fill me with authentic glory, not mere words, fairy tales, or others' testimonies. But the tangible reality that you're the Christ and you live inside of me, intimacy, that I may know you fully and be a part of your story. As I behold you, I am changed. As I look in the mirror of your word, rivers of water wash over me and I am rearranged. I'm washed in the crystal sea. You want to be washed in the crystal sea tonight? That's what I, yeah, I do. <laughs> wave after wave. Because I see clearly now you're drawing near me and I near you, no longer estranged, but my old man exchanged for the new me. You are the resurrection and the life. You speak and your words create. Bring light and cause regeneration in this perfection of all. All nations will come and find satisfaction and yet want more. Yeah, <laughs> madly in love. This is what I live for. Not to build a ministry, not to just build a better me, but I find this longing to only increase my intimacy. You see, the closer I get, the closer I want to be. The more I learn, the more I burn and yearn to be one with thee and you with me, to be a reflection of your glory. Yeah. Habakkuk 2.14 is... I've probably quoted that scripture every time I've been here, but I'm just possessed with that reality. Habakkuk 2.14, that the knowledge of the glory, the knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Knowledge. That word knowledge there is the word yada. It's actually the way a man knows his wife it's a it's a tangible knowledge it's an experiential knowledge you see if we're not careful we can come into meetings like this and the presence is beautiful oh i mean literally you guys i don't know you probably do but every time i'm here i get blasted i'm like these guys biggest fan i'm telling you i my daughter listens to their music almost every night. I mean, that it's playing in my house. Did you guys write that song, The Pearl? Yes. <laughs> Shakavala. <laughs> wow. That's good. But, you know, if we're not careful, any of us, I mean, any of us, 
especially those that do what we do. I mean, we're constantly in meetings. We can come in and the presence is beautiful and we can be like, oh man, the presence is so beautiful and it was such a, an amazing service and, and that's, that's awesome. But see, I'm in your presence, but I don't actually know you all. I can be in your presence and never really experience you. And I really, hey, I just feel stronger than ever that there's this, you know, this deep calling unto deep, this place that we can go from glory to glory. It's positional, you see. You see, revelation is positional. We have been given all things in Christ Jesus, but it does not belong to you at any given moment. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. And I know we're a room full of kings and priests tonight. We've come hungry. I'm a king. What, what does a king do, man? I search out the, the riches and the beauty of Jesus. I'm so hungry. You know, tangible reality, like how is the glory going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea when the people of God step into not just living on testimonies and living, but man, I know him. I, I've experienced that more than ever when they, they told me, you have stage four B, throat cancer. I think I said it, I don't remember what I said, but I, I just kept, like I kept saying, I know him. I know him, and this is my upgrade. It's a win-win for me. I mean, that was my, my, my response. People thought I lost my mind. I really did, because I'm just in love with him. I kind of felt like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, if, 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 if he delivers me, great. If he doesn't, it's not going to change the way I feel about Jesus. I mean, I really, that's where I was at, you know? But I also believed, like David, you know, if I had not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, that's what gives you hope. So, you know, but my, my point is, is I just, I just kept finding myself. All I could say was, I know him. That's really all. I just kept saying, I know him. I know him. I don't just know about him. I don't, you know, I know him. And people, you know, amazing people all over would send us messages. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And my wife and I, we were like, God told me, be still. Oh, well, now, now you need to go and get you a bunch of scriptures on faith. And, and I was like, no, I, I don't need to kind of go do a bunch of stuff, stuff now. <laughs> it's not like I have to play catch up. I know him. <laughs> I don't need to convince myself. That, that was my, my posture, you know. Be still and know. I began to be possessed with, man, what does that look like? Be still. So I started studying it. And it actually means like you melt into the very virtue and glory of Jesus. Hi, yeah, you just kind of, you just get to this place of mystical union where you just really melt into all that he is. Yeah, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. I'm, I am uh, going to read you some, some scriptures tonight. Hmm. Anybody hungry? Yes. 
<laughs> I felt to read this to you before we get started here. Psalm 27. Wow. Man, it's so rich in here. Yeah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Isn't that good? <laughs> Whom shall I fear? The Lord is. You know, he's always now. The word is alive. It's always now. It's always now. Always now. In fact, in the book of Revelation, when it says who was and is and is to come, the actual translation is who is and was. You know, sometimes we can look at what God has done and we can look to what God is going to do, but we don't recognize what he's doing right now. And I've been studying a lot on the key of David. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. But the thing is, is David always knew how to access heaven and no matter what situation he was in. The key of David opens a door that no man can shut and shuts a door that no man can open. Come on. And you see, he had such a communion with God. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came up, upon me to eat up my flesh. I would read this and I say, even though cancer has come to try to take me out, <laughs> they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Don't you love that? Perfect love cast out fear. Faith works by love. The more you know you're loved, the more that fear just leaves. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of people were like, do this, do that. And, and, and it's good advice. Please don't misunderstand me. Right. But I kept hearing like, faith works by love. You want to increase your faith? Find out how much God really loves you. Awesome. Find out. You become what you behold as, as we gaze on him. He begins to unveil himself to you. Mm. You mentioned kindness. You didn't even know this, but that's, that was what was in my spirit. I was like, I've never, I heard someone say this one time. They said when they, when they learned the, the kindness of Jesus, it almost hurt. It was unbearable because it's so overwhelming. And that's how I feel with everyone that prayed for us and all the kindness that we've shown, we've been shown. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so overwhelming. Like, how, how do you respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> The kindness of Jesus, right? Just baptize a baptism of the kindness of Jesus. My goodness, what would that look like? Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me in this, here it is, in this I will be confident. See his position. See, he's, he's, he's going over everything. He's going over everything. And then he's like, but see, this, this is where I can be confident because I positioned myself in Jesus. You know, One thing have I desired of the Lord. She quoted it. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Look at this. He's going through all this. When the wicked comes against me and they try to eat up my flesh and, and the host encamps around me, my heart shall not fear. But then he says, but in this, I will be confident. This is where he found his confidence. 
wasn't in anything else but his intimacy with God. In this, I can be confident. Nobody can take this away from me. Nobody can move me from this place because I am, in this, I'm confident. All this other stuff is happening. All this other stuff is going on around me. Crazy stuff is just happening all around me. But in this, I will be confident that one thing I have desired. You see my point here. You position yourself. It's a positioning. Psalm 91. Mama Heidi uh, would call me and my wife every, just about every week when we were going through chemo and radiation. And she, you know, Jason, I just got off the plane and I'm in Japan. <laughs> but I had to call and read Psalm 91 over you. In the Passion Translation... When you're seated in the shadow of Shaddai, you are covered in the strength of the God Most High. Look at the position. When you are seated. See? The rest of it is the result of taking that place of radically abiding in Jesus. Being still. Letting yourself melt into the very virtue and goodness of God. Be still. I love that. It's being still. It's radically abiding. It's waiting on the Lord. There's power in that, yeah? For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall be up upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will... I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me. And I love this. Oh, when you said, seek my face. See, there he goes again. He's like, this is where I'm at. My heart said, your face I will seek. Just lift your hands and say that. Say, when you said, seek my face. My heart said, your face I will see. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes we're, we're too fast. But think about that. There's worship and waiting. Because he's constantly, you know the word mystery in the New Testament is the word mysterian. And it actually means that there's one um, revealing himself and he's actually inviting you into the unveiling. See, because he's constantly unveiling himself. And that deep is constantly calling to our deep. And what we have to do is dive into it and position ourselves right there in the place of abiding and then he just begins to do a work in you. And then when he does a work in you, he'll do a work through you. Yeah? He has to do a work in us before he does a work through us. And that's the whole thing is when, when he reveals himself, for instance, nobody can't tell me he's not kind now. Because it's tangible. You see my point here. It's a tangible reality. How is the glory of the Lord going to be covered the earth as the Lord is covered the sea? Well, the glory speaks of the very virtue, character, nature of the person that you're giving glory to, right? 
So if the glory of God's gonna cover the earth, then that means, man, when I experience kindness, and then when I go out into the world, that belongs to me, it's tangible. So now I can release the kindness of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus. Nobody can't tell me he's not a healer. Nobody can't tell me he's not kind, why? Because it's tangible to me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Shakaraba. I want to share a few thoughts with you tonight. First John four seventeen. Here is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness. In the day of judgment, I love this, because as he is, so are we in this world. Come on, somebody. Shaka Baba. As he is, so are we. You become what you behold. No, we do not take Jesus' place, okay? But we reflect his image in the earth. Come on, I love that. You know the word preach. Every time it says preach the gospel, you know, preach the the gospel of the kingdom. Preach, 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 preach. It's the word caruso, okay? And it means to herald. Every king would have a herald, and that king would dress, I mean, that herald would dress like the king, look like the king, practice his voice to sound like the king. Wow. <laughs> he would make judicial decisions for the king. Come on, somebody. So every time it says, preach the gospel, it says, look like me, sound like me, smell like me. So, <laughs> you know, we're to represent the king, we're to make decrees in his place. He's, so as he is, so are we in this world. Even from the very beginning, God said, you know, they created man in his image and in his likeness. So when the enemy, you know, when Satan came to Eve in the garden, he was like, well, don't you want to know what they know? And don't you want to, he tempted her. He was, he was questioning her identity but see, he was lying. She already was created in the image of God Amen. and in the likeness of God. Pastor and I were having a fantastic conversation this afternoon. But you know, just being born again and coming and sitting in this seat, you're no threat to the enemy. But when you begin to step into the the revelation of the kingdom and you begin to know who you are, walking in your birthright, walking in who God's called you to be, then you're a threat to the enemy. Then you're a threat to the enemy. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But you, I love that. There's no mistake who he's talking to right here, is there? Who's he talking? Who's he talking to? He's talking to you. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. But you are. It's a settled issue. 
It's already done. But you are a chosen generation. Come on, somebody. You're a chosen generation. Right there, and I've spoken on that here before, um, it's the spirit of adoption. Adoption means to take by choice. Right there, he's saying, I've adopted you. I've chosen you. When I adopted my, my babies, you know, we were, we always say we were the blessed ones, but there, there came that moment when I had to decide I'm going to adopt you. I chose you. He's saying right here, you are a chosen generation. That's good. A royal priesthood. You're a double portion generation. A king and a priest. A king and a priest. As a king, you know, in the, in the Jewish custom, the firstborn would always become the king, the ruler, and he would become the priest, and he would receive a double portion. It's, it's all a picture of what God has given us. Elijah gave Elisha a double portion. You know, and that scripture, there were three generations present there. Elijah, Elisha, and the sons of the prophets. Well, God showed me, what if every generation passes a double portion to the next generation, to the next, and it just keeps increasing and accelerating? What would happen? This generation gives a double portion, bam. Now this generation gives a double portion of that double portion. It just keeps accelerating. But see, you're a king and you're a priest. We have to know who we are. We have to step into that place and find out who we are so that we can operate in this world efficiently how God has called us to operate. You're a king, you're a royal priesthood, a king and a priest. Shakababa. <laughs> a holy nation. His own special people. In this past season, I've, I've been praying a lot, and I may talk about this a little bit because we have a whole weekend, but God told me, um, and hear me out, hear my whole statement. He's not just looking for more communities. Okay, We don't just need more communities. We have churches on every block. That's been the big buzzword, community. We need community. Yes, we need to gather. We strengthen each other. I wouldn't be alive today if I didn't have a global community that surrounded me, okay? But what he told me is I need, I'm looking for anomalies. Like this church leads leaders. You walk in here, you feel such an authority and, a, and just this champion spirit. I love being around all the guys here and the, the girls here. You pastor leaders well. But a lot of communities only re-represent, you know, only recreate themselves. And so then we have a bunch of parakeets and echoes. But a parakeet and an echo will never shift a nation. Only a voice. An anomaly. And see, as we find out who we are, then we can find out how God has wired us. We're all wired a strategic way. Every one of us has a signature sound that he has given us. And where you find this is the place, once again, of abiding. As you behold him. Yeah? I'm going to read you another scripture here. Romans 8, 29. 
For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. There it is again. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he called. Everybody say, I'm called. called. Just turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm called. I'm called. You have a calling. That's good news. I'm called. And those he called, he justified. Just say it. Say, I'm justified. I'm called. I'm justified. I'm called. And I'm justified. I'm called. I'm justified. Woo, shaka baba. Doesn't that feel good? And those he justified, here, here we go, here we go, here we go. He also glorified. I'm called. I'm justified. And I'm glorified. I'm called. I'm justified. And I'm glorified. Now, now, wait a minute. We need to chat about this for a second. Come on. Because Isaiah 42 verse 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another. Hmm. But here's the thing. You're not just another. Think about it. You're his favorite. Come on, somebody. Well, we can, we can look at Jesus. I mean, if Jesus says something, I mean, it's solid, right? So in John chapter 17, verse 20, he says, I do not pray for these alone, speaking of the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So who do you think he's talking to? Us. Aren't you glad he talks about you in here? I I mean, come on, that is so cool. I am. (laughs) He was thinking about us. That is just amazing to me. I just so love him. (sighs) But also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And here it is. And the glory which you gave me. Now in Hebrews chapter 1, it says that Jesus was the radiance of heaven, the exact representation of the Father. You see what I'm saying here? That's who Jesus was. That's the glory that he walked in. He was the radiance of heaven, the sound of heaven, the personification of heaven. And right here, he says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given unto them. Isaiah chapter 60, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has, every word is important, every word, every word is important, has risen upon you. Darkness will cover the earth, and thick darkness the people, he told us, (laughs) he told us, it's going to get dark. In fact, it's going to get thick dark, but 
the Lord has risen upon you. You will look to him. And there it is. Become what you behold. You will look to him and be radiant. Your hearts will throb and swell with joy. How? By positioning yourself in the place of abiding. As he reveals himself, it's, you know, it says that we look as in a mirror and we are changed from glory to glory to glory. It's, um, it's a powerful revelation when you, every time Paul would pray, you know, that, that we would step into the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the holy, the knowledge of Jesus. That word knowledge is the word epignosis and it comes from the word epigenosco. Genosco is the same as the word yada in the Old Testament, intimacy, that I was discussing. But the word epi is really cool, really cool. We have a lot of artists in here, I know. We have a lot of people who think very creative. So epi is actually a superimposition. It means to superimpose. See, the reality is, is you become what you behold. And what happens here, what he's, what he's actually saying is when you, when you behold him, you're changed from glory to glory. You have been given all things, but it doesn't belong to you at any given moment. But once he reveals it to you, you go from glory to glory to glory. And what he does is you've seen movies where they superimpose image upon image upon image. Or if you're in marketing and you do artwork and design, you superimpose an image upon another image. That word knowledge, that's what it's saying, that as we behold him, he begins to superimpose his nature, his character. And we begin to go from glory to glory. See, we have a, we have a, we have a, uh, a facet. We have a facet. And then all of a sudden, he calls us deeper. So we go to another realm of glory, to another realm of glory, to another realm of glory, to another realm of glory. That's what I want, yeah? To be superimposed with the nature and characteristics of Jesus. Mm. I think that's powerful. So powerful. And it is ours, but how do, how do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Okay, if I'm, a, if I'm a king, I'm a priest, I've been given access to this realm of glory, you know, but it costs you everything. Even when Elijah... In Elisha, Elijah said, I, Elisha said, I want a double portion. Elijah, first thing he said was, well, you've asked a hard thing. But if you see me, see the eyes, that the eyes would open, that we would behold, that we would abide, that we would be waiting. You know, if you see me when I go, you can have what I have. You know, a lot of people travel to Mozambique and to all the conferences, to different ministers like, like Mama Heidi or, you know, or whoever may have, you know, influenced your life or had an impact on your life. And, and hey, I, I, I do it too. But what you don't understand is what they walk in. It costs them everything. I've been with Mama Heidi when we were digging a, a grave. Literally, I was in the grave digging a grave for one of, the, um, one of her daughters that died. You know, I've been in the, the bush with her where the blind eyes open and the deaf ears open. But see, what you don't see is all the stuff that goes behind that. It costs you. It's that crushing. You want that oil, you got to be crushed. If you can see what I see, then you can have what I have. See, when your eyes open to the knowledge and he begins to 
superimpose himself on you wave after wave. You go from glory to glory. See, this is all about maturity. No more time just to run to conferences and, you know, no. It's time to give everything. Be fully possessed with God. It's time to mature. In fact, that's the whole concept of the spirit of adoption is stepping into full maturity of what God has for you. So if I'm a king and I'm a priest, what's, what's my position? I've been talking a lot about position, positioning yourself. Well, in Second Chronicles, it shows us when David turned the throne over to his son Solomon. It's a fantastic piece of scripture. And the first thing he did when he became a king, the first thing he did, it says he went up the mountain and he brought a thousand burnt offerings. I love that. See, he saw his father David and his father David said, I will not give God anything that doesn't cost me something. <laughs> I'm learning a whole new realm of that because I'm still, to be honest, I'm in a lot of pain and I know that Jesus, he that began a good work in me is going to finish, okay? But I'm cancer-free, but I still have a lot of side effects, still have a lot of pain when I'm singing the muscles in my neck. So it's like every note cost me, but I won't stop. But, but my concept here, what I'm trying to bring is when's the last time? See, worship is not supposed to be comfortable. We all want to, you know, in the culture today, we want people to be comfortable. No, we're actually given a wrong perception of what it should be because worship is a sacrifice. And if it doesn't cost you something, then it's not worship. We all get comfortable. And I, yeah, I'm a soaker too. Trust me, I, I'm a soaker. I sit in my tabernacle, but I go until it cost me something. When's the last time you worshiped until you lost a part of yourself? He brought a thousand burnt offerings. He went up. Hey, that's always our position. Come, let us go up to Zion. Let us go up. It's always the Psalms of Ascent. What were they doing? They were expressing their heart as they would go up to worship. We, you know, we, we sing it and we say it. Let's go up. Let's go in. Let's go up. But what does that mean? That's what Solomon did. He said, I'm going up and I'm bringing a sacrifice that cost me something. He brought a thousand burnt offerings. It says he went up and then he went in to the tabernacle, the Oel Moed, the place of presence, the place where man meets with God. He went up and he went in. And this is what astounds me because I think here is where we actually find the key of David that Isaiah 22, 22 talks about. What was it about David, man? We'll probably talk about that this weekend, but just a little note. The key of David is not 24-7 worship. That's an expression of it. The key of David isn't just merely singing a worship song or dancing. You know, we, we, you know in our hearts, we always try to, to wrap language around what that is. No, it's something far deeper than just an expression. It's not musicians playing 24-7. That's, that's an expression of it. The thing about David was he was so in love with God. He knew how to access him at any time. And that's the door that opens it. I see that. I was in, um, on the Syrian war border last year before 
you know, with Egyptians, Jordanians, and Assyrians. And it wasn't a big meeting. We didn't have a big sound system. We were surrounded by the sound of the Muslims, you know, the horns and all that, you know. And, and they're being ruled over with a spirit of fear because of that sound. So what do we do? We went up and we went in. That's the key of David. <laughs> That's the key of David. We go up. We know we can access God. I love it. Um, when he came back to Ziklag and he had lost everything. This is one scripture I really stood on during my treatments. It says he encouraged, you know, they, all the people were kidnapped and this, everything burnt. And it says, what did, what did he do? He lost everything. And they were actually ready to stone him. They were going to kill David. But it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. That, that means, actually means he leaned into God. He positioned himself in the midst of losing everything, in the yes. midst of tragedy, in the yes. midst of, you know, all the trouble. He, he, and he says, bring me the ephod. Now, here's the thing. See, he's an anomaly. He wasn't, by law, allowed to wear that ephod. Any other king that tried to do priestly duties were judged. What was it about David? He was absolutely in love with Jesus, with, uh, in love with God. I think he had a revelation of Jesus, too. But God said, I'm, I'm searching for a man after my heart. I found David. He's a man after my own heart. Jesus was named after him, son of David. Come on. So he had that key. And I think Solomon saw it. Because here's what's profound to me. I've heard many messages on, he prayed for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom and he got many riches. But see, I think it, once again, it was much deeper than that. He went up the mountain, brought a thousand burnt offerings, went into the tabernacle, and that attracted God. Yeah. Our worship tonight attracted God. Yes. Yes. And so God comes to him and says, what do you want? He's in here right now asking you, what do you want? Yes. What do you want? And Solomon's answer, oh, so amazing. He said, I want wisdom and Here's that word, knowledge. I want wisdom and knowledge. I want wisdom in that realm of intimacy, that tangible knowledge that my father David had. He said, I want wisdom and knowledge like my father David to go in and come out before the people. Wow. That's quite a, quite a shift. She said it tonight. She talked, you see, we cannot take people where we've never been. And we cannot introduce somebody that we don't know. We have to be a people as kings. As kings. If we're, if we're kings, he said it, we're a king. If I'm a king, then I got to go up. I got to bring an offering that costs me something. I got to go in. I got to be the first. If someone's got to give, I got to be first. If someone's got to die, I got to be first. I'm going to go in. In to the knowledge of the holy, in to the knowledge of Jesus, in to his unveiling. And as he unveils himself, he superimposes his image upon me. And then I go out and I herald the king, That's good. That's good. the king, That's good. <laughs> as a king, yes. up and in, up and in. That's the position of a king. What about a priest? Well, if I'm a priest, Leviticus chapter 9. It says, Moses and Aaron went in to the tabernacle. Wow. Some of you may be like, 
So what? Big deal. No, 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 no. They went in. Once you have entered the Holy of Holies, you cannot dwell in another place. I know the young man that wrote that song in Brazil. He was just this radical, and he still is, a radical worshiper, young guy. But see, he went in, and he got some language. And then he came out, and he released the glory of God. I've sang that song all over the world. And everywhere I sing it, everything shifts. Not because of me, but that man went into the place of meeting and he met with Jesus. And when he came out, he had something to give the people. Every time I call my spiritual father before I go on a trip, he goes, all right, son, make sure you go in and you get something for the people before you go out. Wisdom, knowledge, maturity. So it says Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle. And when they came out, the glory of the Lord appeared unto everybody. Now, let's go back, Habakkuk 2.14, that the knowledge of the glory would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. How's that going to happen? Well, bam, right there. We see it in Leviticus chapter 9. If you go in, they went into the tabernacle, and when they came out, the glory appeared to everybody. What if we positioned ourselves in such a place of abiding, in such a, such a place of stillness, and just worshiping God and him, you know, the angels cry, holy, 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 holy. They're not just saying purity, 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 purity. What they're doing is they're, they're acknowledging the character and nature of God. And that will, he will reveal himself throughout eternity. He lives, he lives in eternity. He doesn't even live in our realm. That's why he's placed eternity in our heart. Um, the pastor and I had a conversation last time I was here and he used the word, we're naturally transcendent. But see, here's the thing is you got to go in to the knowledge of God, to the knowledge of the holy. As he begins to reveal himself to you, you will begin to step into that place seated with Christ in heavenly places. And everywhere you go, you're naturally transcendent. Come on. Are you with me? Is everybody with me? So they went in to the tabernacle. They came out, and it says the glory appeared unto everyone. And then all of a sudden, it says fire came from heaven. Now, that's quite an altar call. (laughs) Fire, we we sing the songs. We sing the songs, you know, fire, fall down, we we cry out. And sometimes I'm I'm asking myself, I'm like, man, do, do these people really know what they're asking for? Because when I got touched with the fire, it messed me up. I've never been the same. I'm a, I'm, my kids call me crazy-eyed Jones. <laughs> they really do. Daddy, your eyes get so big. And I say, well, that's because daddy's possessed, baby. Daddy's, daddy's possessed. I really am. <laughs> so up and in, glory to glory, wave after wave, deeper, deeper, heavy, weighty knowledge. I want to, I, like, we can live in that reality. I'm not one of those that's like, well, it comes again. No, 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 it doesn't come and go. That's why Paul said, I live and move and have my being. 
in him. He's given all things, but it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. I want to search it out. I may have used this example here before, but I know there's people here that may not have heard it, but I love how Paul always prays, you know, that beloved, I wish above all things that you would know the height and the width and the depth of his love. You see, there are dimensions. The key of David opens a door. So every time we come into a meeting like this, there's a door of opportunity for you to step into. Every time. I see it so clearly now. That's one of my callings is to go to a region and open a door. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you see, because you open a door and it's all of a sudden, then Jesus comes like in Revelation chapter four, come up here, come up now. I got something to show you. Another door opens, come on up, come on up. Another door opens, ha, come on up. I love these doors. God, shut, God started showing me doors everywhere. It was crazy. Like, it was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. But a door, key of David, boom, up and in. A door opens for him to manifest his glory, to unveil his character to you. You see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus had the multitudes. You know, I've shared this here before, but for those of you who wasn't here, they experienced a facet of Jesus, okay? He, he, he revealed himself, the signs and the wonders, and, and that's awesome. But then out of the multitude, he called 70. Now these 70, see, that was a door. So those miracles and all that happened that called the multitudes, that was a door. Now see, I believe any of them could have been a part of that 70. Because a door opened for them to go to another realm of glory. Are you with me? So then there was 70, and they, and they got to taste some things. They, he sent them out, and they did, they did some signs and wonders, you know, and, and that was awesome. But see, that was a realm to go to another level. Because then there's the 12. <laughs> It'd be fun to be a part of the 12. I'd, I'd be part of the 12 all day long. You know? But then that revelation opened a door for more maturity, if you will, to be a part of the three. The multitudes, there's multitudes all over the world right now. But see, it cost you something to go and be a part of the 70. And then it cost you something to be a part of the 12. Every, the closer you get, the more you lose yourself. That's what I want. And then there was the three, and what did he do? He took them up a mountain and into the mount, into transfiguration, into the revealing of himself. And what did he do? He showed him who he was. Come on, Jesus. Up and in. They went up and in. And then you see with John, he said, I'm the one with my ear on the chest of Jesus. And in John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the door. He says, I am the door. You will come in and out of me. Ooh, shakababa. <laughs> Jesus is the door. 
Jesus is the door. And that's why I think John had his ear on his chest. He's like, I'm going to be the one with my head on your chest. I want to hear that he's positioning himself before Jesus. Ah, come on, somebody. Come on. I wouldn't, you know, the 12, I mean, the, the multitude, they received the milk. That's for the babies. I don't mean that critical because all of us are there, have been there. Okay? Then the 70 received the bread. It's for the children. And then the 12 received the meat. Then the three receives the strong meat. It's for the mature man. But for the one, he receives the hidden manna. Those hidden secrets, the riches of Jesus. I'm so hungry for this. Aren't you hungry for that? And that's reserved for the overcomers. The overcomers. So what would that look like? Zechariah chapter 4. A doorway opened. Zechariah went in. And he saw two olive trees. Now these olive trees, these ancient trees, they have deep, deep roots. <laughs> and from inside, from the inside, these olive trees are dripping oil. And these olive trees are dripping oil into a golden bowl that feeds a golden pipe, that feeds a golden lampstand. Now lampstands in the, in the Bible always speak of our outward ministry, you know, where we're being a light unto the world. But you notice that this golden oil, literally it says golden, fresh golden oil was coming from within the olive trees and dripping into the lampstand of the church. Wow. <laughs> and so Zechariah said, what are these olive trees? And God said, don't you know? And I love Zechariah's hunger. He kept saying, no, 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 what, what are these olive trees? What are these olive trees? And God said, these are the two sons of fresh oil that stand before the God of the universe. So these two olive trees are facing the God of eternity, the God of the universe. And from within, they're manifesting this oil of intimacy, this oil of revelation. And they're dripping into the lampstand of the church. Ooh. Come on, somebody. Beholding and becoming. Standing before God. Revelation flowing from your inside. It's an inside out, upside down kingdom. These guys are in. And they're beholding God. And as they behold him, revelation's flowing. And, and this, this oil this anointing, this, this tangible reality is flowing from within them and feeding the lampstand of the church. And I began to, to study this in the, through the lens of the kings and priests, and bam, it's right there. It's everywhere. One of these olive trees represented Zerubbabel, which speaks of government, king. Wow. And the other tree represented Joshua the priest king priest two double portion 
generation standing before God and dripping with the revelation of the knowledge of the glory. That's what I want. Mature sons and daughters of oil manifesting the glory, dripping with the knowledge and character of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let's stand to our feet and lift our hands for a moment. The oil of God is flowing. The manifest presence of Jesus. And that oil dripped from within. What's God showing you right now? What's God saying to you right now? Just begin to respond. We can leave this room tonight dripping with the atmosphere of heaven. Come on. Just begin to release your voice for a moment. There's fresh oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's don't be satisfied in the multitudes. There, there's a door open right now in your life for you to go to another dimension with God. There's a door open for you to step in right now. And him begin to superimpose his character on you, his nature on you. Just position yourself. We position ourselves, Father. We position ourselves, Father. We position ourselves, Father. Creation is groaning for the sons of God to be unveiled in the earth. Creation is groaning for us to go from glory to glory. Creation is groaning. The nations are raging. Zebranda de brosatara. Fresh oil tonight. Fresh oil tonight. Kings and priests, sons and daughters of oil. Let the oil of heaven flow. Let the oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. In the stillness, in the stillness, in the stillness, you reveal yourself to us. In the stillness, in the silence, we go in to see you, Jesus. Up and in, up and in, up and in we go. And where we stop, where we stop, nobody knows. You dwell in eternity. You dwell in infinity. Up and in, up and in, up and in. Up and in, up and in, up and in, up and in, up and in. Up and in, Jesus. Up and in we go, up and in we go. Sing 
nothing and we go tangible reality tangible reality I'm prophesying to you right now a tangible 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 manifestation of the atmosphere of heaven for you a tangible reality tangible 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 touch for you tonight
even if you want to come up forward or you want to get on your face, but, but do something. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.